Super Talk Mississippi media production. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the stories straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way, their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. Ain't no worries, it's how life goes. In a Mississippi minute. That's right. Hey, 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 it's another day in the shade coming to you from the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studios. I'm Steve Azar. Hope all is wonderful in your lives, guys. I recently met today's guest while performing a Native Sun show part two with Team Visit Mississippi in DC, along with the fabulous Cedric Burnside. We had a lot of fun. I couldn't help but be taken by today's guest, his passion and charisma. His presence and personality equally as large. He told me he really enjoyed listening to my show. Maybe call him sometime, and I'll have him on, and here he is, boom, boom. He spent a great deal of his life protecting folks like you and me. From the National Army Guard, Mississippi National Army Guard, as a combat engineer, and is currently serving as Brigadier General. He has received two bronze stars, the Combat Action Badge, the Bronze Silver, and Gold DeFleury Medals. I mean, this is unbelievable. This is the journey of a man I'm excited to explore, an old Miss grad. He also spends his time in D.C. representing the great state of ours. He won a special election in June 2015 to represent Mississippi's first congressional district. So much goes on to the making of this man. So let's get it on with General Congressman and a really good guy, Trent Kelly. Thanks for having me on, Steve. I'm so excited about being on your show today. I appreciate it. Well, I'm stumbling through it. It's early for me, and uh, even for us musicians, you know, uh, even though I learned to get up early, I still get a little foggy. Uh, but I appreciate you taking the time, and it was really great meeting you in D.C. Uh, to give a little backstory, I had my nephew, who's captain of Georgetown baseball team, and all of a lot of his uh, teammates were there, and uh, it was so cool because they were so taken. I mean, I've talked to my, my nephew, Freddie, and, and he said, how's the general doing? You know, <laughs> you guys you guys seem to be inseparable. So to start that, it seems like you gravitate toward everybody, but the athlete in general, you look like you were a heck of an athlete growing up. Well, no, I mean, I was, I was a decent high school athlete. You know, we grew up in a different time, Steve. You know, I was a three-sport athlete at Union, Mississippi, which was a small, back then, a double B school. It's a 2A school now. And, you know, you play football, baseball, and basketball. Right. But, you know, one of the coolest things, though, is uh, the, my senior year, we got the coach to let us have a golf team. <laughs> and we won the state championship. Come on. First year we had a uh, – which is also the school, Steve, which is pretty cool. Andy Ogletree, the kid who just won the uh, U.S. Amateur. Right. Union Mississippi guy. I didn't know that. 
I didn't know. You know, we had him here. Uh, I, I know one year particular, uh, he came and he was the favorite to win the Futures Tour, which is a friend of mine, Dr. Bill Brozovich. His son played at Ole Miss, was a really standout player as well. And they put on this tournament for 25 years. So uh, they've had like a lot of current, you know, uh, PGA Tour players that have played on this thing. David Toms used to bring his kid. You know, I guess you get points and stuff as you build up to to try to qualify for for other events around the country, but it also gets you seen. And if you win the tournament here, everyone that's ever won it's had a D1, uh, gotten a D1 scholarship. That year, I brought a kid in that I met and uh, right. heading to, to St. Thomas one year, or St. Croix, and he was 11 years old. His dad kept calling him G-Money. I met him at the airport. They ended up going to the same hotel we were, so I got to spend a little more time. And I said, why are you calling him G-Money? He said, because he's the best player at the country club already. And he works He works there, and he caddies and all that, but he's the best player. I said, come on. Anyway, I brought him in all those years later. I think it was like four or five years later. He had just won the Alabama State title. And... I'll be dog if he didn't beat that kid in in a sudden death playoff. And now he's the number one and two guy at Mississippi State. Uh, his name's Garrett Johnson. So I got to see that kid firsthand, but it looked like it was serious. And so Union High School, where, where is that exactly located? What town? So it is it is uh, between Philadelphia and Newton. So it is on the Newton Neshoba line, hence the name Union. So that's where I grew up. It's okay. right there on most of it's in Newton County, but a little piece of it's in Neshoba County. So that's where I grew up, and that's where. Uh, where uh, Andy did and his dad Jimmy, so pretty pretty neat deal coming out of that uh, that 1984 uh, state championship team. <laughs> That's amazing. All right, let's talk about Neshoba County Fair because I also grew up playing that fair. I was always on the rock stage at the very end. That is one successful, and it, I mean, how long has it been going on? Yeah, I think it's 1889. I think is oh the gosh. original year. I think that is right. But it's been going on 150 or so years. Uh, great venue. I grew up five miles down the road from there. That's where Union is. I grew up five miles. Uh, you know, we have a cabin there. What a great experience. And it's for all ages, you know, from yeah. kids uh, to, to folks who are uh, seniors and everyone in between. There's something to do and something that people can enjoy. It's just Mississippi's Giant House Party. Yeah, I mean, that is, you know, to keep a festival going that long, that's almost, that's got to be. It's got to be some sort of record because it's just so difficult keeping people interested in the work part. So explain to us. So we've seen these little houses. I don't know what you call them, but you guys sort of move in for two weeks. Yeah, well, it's, we call them cabins. So the fair is from Friday to Friday. I wait the last week of July, first week of August. Uh, over 600 something cabins and whole families move in there. So this place goes from zero population to probably twenty or 25,000 for those for that week and a half uh and and most people move in a week early so people are there and it's, it's just an amazing thing wow and so you still continue to go i do but now i can't go the full week anymore steve i'm too old i can't i can't go that long anymore <laughs> so i go the opening weekend usually and that's about all i can have uh, listen i got one great story that but while i was growing up and i was i think maybe i was a senior at delta state uh, we were closing out the festival like i said on the rock stage and bef before that night, we had Conway Twitty. So I was over on the side of the stage, uh, and I was watching him. He goes out. He looks at the crowd, and it just gets quiet. The crowd's big. It's the big stage. 
And I'm sitting here just watching him, and he's looking around, and it gets to the point of being uncomfortable. I don't know if you can remember this, but I remember it vividly. And he just kept looking, and then people started to sort of get a little antsy, and then they started, some of them started to get upset. I mean, it must have lasted what seemed like five minutes. He didn't say anything. He was looking around the crowd. All of a sudden, when it got so uncomfortable, he looks, he sees this one girl in the crowd, and he goes, hello, darling. And he goes into, it's been a long time. And I went, oh, the place goes crazy. And I said, man, that is as good as it gets. <laughs> it was wild. Wow, wasn't he a great artist? I mean, oh, just unbelievable so artist. And, I, of course, that's got to be one of the, the greatest songs of all time. Oh, it's so good. All right, let's talk about you growing up as a kid. Well, you know, what, was your, what were your folks doing? What was it like, siblings? Take me through the sort of making uh, of you, you know, before you went to Ole Miss. You know, uh, I had a, I have an older sister. She's three years older than me, and then I have a younger brother who's uh, three years younger than me. But we people confused us with twins because he's always been uh, the biggest of the two, and so we're uh, he's a little bit bigger than me and a lot better athlete than I am. Uh, but you know, we grew up uh, fought like all kids. My dad worked in the furniture industry, and uh, my, my mother she worked uh, as an insurance agent and, uh, and cut hair uh, when we were at our own shop there for a little while while we were growing up and. Uh, Man, they just rose us, you know, in the country. And in Union, Mississippi, you either went to the swimming pool or the golf course because uh, that was your two options. You know, small-town Mississippi, that was the two clean, fun things you could do growing up. You know, you talk about golf, and I drive my listeners crazy. But And, and when I do my artist-in-resident thing at Delta State, I tell the kids, I said, listen, you got to figure out a sport like golf, and there's not really anything like golf, that gives you an opportunity as you get older to spend four, four and a half hours with someone to, to, to have an opportunity to develop a relationship that's going to help your career. And golf has been that. It's the one sport that you have all that time where you can chat. You know what I mean? And then, you know, you don't go in there thinking, okay, I'm going to make a relationship. But, man, when you go in there, you know, for the right reasons and you're, and you're spending all that time together, you really get to know somebody and find out if, if you're going to gel or not, right? That's exactly right. You know, I think that's part of small-town Mississippi, too, and, uh, you know, growing up in Union. You spent so much time with these people. Uh, I won't say you were forced to be friends, but you became really close, you know. And so I think a lot of people in small town are really focused on relationships more than they are policy and all those things. Because what you find out is these are the people So that, I mean, you're stuck with, and so you become friends with them, and you stay lifelong friends with them. And I think that's a the greatest part of growing up in Mississippi. And, you know, and golf is the same way. You get an opportunity to start establishing relationships, which is the cornerstone of everything we do in life. I love it. We're talking to the general. I'm calling you the general. That's what I do. Trent Kelly, also congressman, a man that loves to serve. We're going to dig further into his life. I'm going to let him talk more than me from here on out. You're in the Mississippi Minute in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studios. I'm Steve Bezos. If Alexa's part of your life, you've got one more way to access Super Talk. Super Talk Mississippi is now available on Amazon Alexa devices. Once enabled, just say Alexa Play Super Talk Mississippi at any time and start listening. It's that easy. Just one more way to stay informed and connected with your state. Learn more at supertalk.fm slash Alexa. Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi. Now available on Amazon Alexa devices. 
In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Steve Azar. I am with Congressman, really good guy, Trent Kelly, here in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studios. I want you to take me to the time you said, I want to do the Mississippi National Guard, because this has been a long journey. Well, that goes back to my dad. So my dad and mom have both been so influential. You know, my mother, uh, one of the best things that she ever told me, Steve, growing up is, uh, she told all of us kids, is you're not better than anybody else, but nobody is better than you. And coming from small town Mississippi, you got to think how important that is. What that says is, is uh, you can't run your nose up and be haughty. You know, you can't act like you're so great, but you're not better than anybody else either. You know, no one's better than you, but you're not better than anybody else. And so that made you believe that you could do that. And then my dad was, uh, you talk about a public servant, in a different way. He was in the Guard, so that's why I joined the Guard. But he also was on uh, every Little League baseball game. You know, he coached. Uh, he was one of the icons of Union Mississippi. Uh, you know, we took us to the golf course when we were kids, uh, which I did the same with mine. My dad was just always so engaged in the community, not in an elected office. But he was just such a pillar, you know, part of the Booster Club. All those things are important. My dad was always just a huge part of that thing. And so he was in the Guard, and I said, I'll join this for four years and because uh, he seems to enjoy it. And golly, 30, 30-something years <laughs> later, almost 34 years later, I'm still in state. That's why we're talking to General Congressman Trent Kelly. Trent, as a kid versus a dad, growing up and obviously – when you're in the guard, there's always a uh, looming war somewhere around the world. Being called, your dad got called overseas. No, he uh, so he mobilized with us in 1990 for Desert Storm, but we didn't go downrange. We just stayed inside the United States. Uh, but he did get called up. But he served from '59 until 2001, so wow. a long time. Now he had a 10-year break in there. Retired as a first sergeant, but uh, he got mobilized for Desert Storm. We wanted to go downrange, but we did. We weren't allowed to, and uh, you, you know the war was over pretty quick, less than a week. Now, have you you've served overseas yourself? Yes, I went uh, downrange in 2005 with the 155th. Former brigade out of Mississippi. Uh, so we, and that was a bad, bad time. Uh, we took uh, 20, 29 casualties in our brigade, which is, uh, and that's, that's not casualties, uh, KIAs, uh, killed in action, lots more injured, and then went back again in 2009 and 10, mm. uh, both to Iraq. Uh, you know, Iraq reminded me a lot about Mississippi because they were very rural, uh, very farm uh, oriented between the Euphrates River, Tigris, and the Euphrates. And so you got to spend a lot of time and engage with the people. And they've got their bad terrorists, but they also got some good, just regular folks in, in normal Iraq. To, to win medals, you had to do something pretty special. They don't give them away just for the heck of it. It's not like, you know, the kids sometimes, everybody gets a trophy. You've got to earn that. Uh, you know, can you take me through how that all went down? You know, uh, so my bronze stars are for, are for service, and that's uh, extremely meritorious service. And that means you had a lot of responsibility. And we had, uh, you know, and it's like any other award when you talk to someone, say, what you'll find out is uh, for every person who gets a medal, just like for promotion, there's probably 10 more who did all the work and are just as deserving. And so uh, I, I think it's one of those things where, uh, man, I, I serve with some great soldiers, and that's important to me is to recognize those guys. Uh, there were almost uh, 4,500 4, of us over there. Uh, at different times, I commanded as many as 670, and those are the guys who get the credit. It's those 669 that do all the work, and uh, 
And so sometimes the top guy gets the credit, but it's those guys down below who do all the work. It's called being a leader. you got to have a quarterback, you know, and you got to have the coach, and that's the way it goes. So you had earned those stripes. We're talking to Trent Kelly. Trent, you've got your wife, Sheila, and you've got three kids, sort of the sort of our kids' ages. We have a 24-year-old. That's John Forrest. you got a 20-year-old right. Morgan Ours. Adrian's graduating Ole Miss actually a little early. Uh, so he's 22, and our daughter's 18 at Arkansas. But you, Jackson was 14. You guys uh, waited six years to, to have Jap- Jackson pop out. Um, what's it like having still having a kid in high school? About to, about to be in high school, right? About to be, yeah. He's an eighth grader. Uh, oh, gosh, uh, he keeps you on your toes. As a matter of fact, his birthday was about a week and a half ago. He just turned 14. And so we've got uh, – got, I, I got about nine boys upstairs right now that are spending the night. So you know how that goes. I'm hoping they'll be quiet for this phone call, Steve. Uh, <laughs> but he, he runs cross country and plays football, and uh, very athletic. It, you know, they keep you grounded, and it gives you a reason to come home, and it also gives you a reason to stay uh, engaged in the community when you have kids in school, especially that are involved in athletics of any sort. All right, what's John Forrest doing now that he's out of school? Well, he is. Uh, he's still in school, so he's a second year law student. Oh, okay, so just right. made law journal at uh, OMS, and is. Uh, is, is continuing, and hopefully we'll get him out and make him start earning a living so he can get off my payroll. Yeah, no, 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 it doesn't. I have a filmmaker in, in, that lives in Hollywood now, and, and payroll seems to be, well, I'm getting it back because I was that way to my folks trying to make it in the music business. So I can't argue, you know. I just got to let it go. Well, we all are. <laughs> I don't know that we ever get off uh, get off the parents. But, and then I, I got to mention my uh, my only perfect child, my only daughter. Is Morgan. Uh, Morgan. <laughs> uh, she is a psychology major at Ole Miss, and she's just uh, a perfect heart, uh, cares about others. Uh, I think she'll be a counselor, and uh, she, she just wants to save the world. And uh, she's got a true servant's heart, and uh, I, I always call it. her my perfect child because she's my only daughter. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, my perfect child is my only daughter as well, so I get it. So there's no, there's no doubt. Baby girls rule the roost. But I do. I am favoring – I've been making the joke that I favor my middle son because college hadn't cost, him, uh, cost us anything. So it's been sort of uh, – it's been a – a relief and a thrill and i've been real proud of him how hard he's worked uh at his studies and all that and he just uh interviewed for med school so we'll see how that goes we're talking to general congressman trent kelly trent uh i guess my point about family is this so you leave how long were you gone at any uh, for any particular time like the longest overseas uh, well now i was gone for three complete years out of five at one point from wow. 2005 to 2010 uh downrange uh and you know my wife what an amazing woman she raised those kids worked a job had a child built a house did everything steve she's the amazing part of this family oh yeah and then you know and now it's it's like i'm i fly up on monday or tuesday and i fly home on thursday or friday and i'm up there three weeks of the month and home one but I fly home every weekend because it's so important. You spend every ounce of time you can with your kids and family. Yeah, so you're gone that long. I was gone, you know, when we'd be on tour tours, like when on the bus and, the, you know, on the West Coast or East Coast, you couldn't get home. So I was, I'd be gone, like, I think the longest I was gone maybe was like a month or say 27, 28 days. But I did it a number of times. And I'd come home, and, the, and I would be ready to just to embrace them in every way, and I would screw up. And my, and my wife Gwen would go, okay, listen, you've been gone. We got to keep the rules as they are, or you're gonna make it difficult when you leave. So, did, did, was there ever an adjustment when you come home because you're going, woo, dad's home, right? I mean, it's like I'm going, what? like she was going, like, okay, stop. 
No, it absolutely is. You know, I think every soldier, everybody who travels like that faces that. The same thing with congressmen. What happens is you have a strong spouse back at home, yeah. and they are de facto the only rule. And so they set rules, and you come in, and uh, and you've got to allow them to do it because they've got to be strong to do it to start with. But it, it changes. Uh, you're no longer in charge. They have different relationships of which you're not a part of. And so you have to uh, ease your way back into that. You can't just take over and be in charge. So uh, take a strong spouse to the, yeah. for a marriage to survive and to raise kids while you're on the road. I agree. My wife, Gwen, uh, was different, though. Your wife, Sheila, had an extra amount of worry because of your job. Um, that's got to be extremely stressful. Uh, it's got to be uh, it's got to be your faith's got to be enormous. And my wife wasn't worried about, you know, anything except maybe when I fell through a couple stages here and there and, you know, tore an ACL or whatever. But I mean, my my situation was always, you know, it was safe, you know, for her. She has to be really strong and have an incredible faith, like I said, that you were going to come home safe and that the Lord was going to take care of you. And and just doesn't work out for everybody when you're dealing with war. I mean, um, how close did you ever come, do you feel, to maybe not coming back whole? Because we've seen kids come, you know, kids and friends. You know, I've visited Walter Reed enough times to to leave there going like, oh, no, man. I mean, just what do you do now? Yeah, that's, uh, I'll just put it this way. If I was a cat, I'd be out of my nine lives, Steve. And, uh, you know, and those things are, uh, they come from a, a power much greater than we are. It's not because we do the right things. Uh, you know, you know, God takes care takes care of us sometimes. And uh, I can just say whether it was the baseball field, you know, when we got shot at on the baseball field here in D.C. to uh, multiple opportunities in combat where people were really, really close uh, to, 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 to losing yourself. It's just... Uh, you know, it's the, it's the grace of God, not necessarily anything that we do. Right. And, uh, and of course, I had some great soldiers around me who uh, were doing the right things, too. God's plan is always a mystery, and more so to some. And you, you can you just got to keep the faith. We're talking to General Congressman Trent Kelly. Uh, you get to play DJ. This is part of my show. You know we are the birthplace of American music. You get to celebrate that at the Neshoba County Fair uh, yearly. So let's talk. Would you like to hear, let me think, I'm coming off the top of my head here, a little Dorothy Moore or Denise LaSalle. I'm pairing a couple of soulful women against each other. I would say, let's go with Dorothy Moore. You got it. I love her. She's such a sweet woman. We're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studios. I am with the man, Trent Kelly, who represents us in every way and serves us. We're going to be right back here in the Mississippi Minute. Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Steve Azar, I'm with the General Congressman Trent Kelly. You're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studios. Uh, we got to do that. It's important to keep our our land as beautiful as possible. 
like our farmers do. Just keep it clean, pristine. Uh, General, let's talk about when did you decide that you wanted to take the plunge and represent our state, represent your district in D.C.? Wow, you know, that was, uh, well, I was a district attorney before I got elected to Congress, Steve, and I, I'm still not sure that's not the best job in America. Uh, you know, you, you have a lot of uh, influence, and uh, individually you can decide what's right or wrong. So I was really enjoying uh, being district attorney for seven counties, about a third of my congressional district. And when Congressman Nunley passed away uh, right. uh, unexpectedly and way too early, uh, I just thought, boy, this is a greater opportunity to serve. And, of course, that was a crowded field, 13 people in that race. But uh, I just thought if it's meant to be, uh, you know, we'll, we'll run, and this gives me more of an opportunity to help people. So 2015 was really the first time I really ever thought about running for Congress. You know, I was happy being a DA. Running a platoon versus being responsible for a lot of people that are looking to get things done. Everybody's got their own opinion about what needs to be done, but you've got to make those decisions and fight for what you believe in for your people, right? So, D.C., complicated? It is very complicated, but you know, one of the first things I did when I got up there is, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the Indian removal uh, Andrew Jackson was the president, and uh, Davy Crockett was not for removing the Indians to reservations. He was for letting them live there, even though he'd been a great Indian fighter himself. And uh, But he gave a full speech to the House of Representatives, basically saying the reason that we serve. And it said, we serve a moral power, and we serve our constituents first. But uh, sometimes there's things that even our constituents could be wrong about if it's a morally something. And so he lost an election because he went against Jackson because he felt like removing the Indians was the wrong thing. And I try to always remember that. We're up there to do the right thing and to represent our constituents. And that rarely conflicts, but when it does, we still have to do the moral right thing, Steve. And I, I try to remember that. I love that. That's awesome. All right. It seems like to me that more than ever, we're seeing hate on the edges of the parties. Right. I mean, and, and it's so. So whoever's our president, I feel like there has to be a, a, an amazing amount of respect, not a certain amount, but it, you need to respect the pre- president. Democrat, Republican, whatever, conservative, it doesn't matter. The bottom line is that's who's who's in control at the time. And it seems like now more than ever, you're allowed to speak your mind that that's just downright hateful. So when you're dealing with today's day with social media and the and you're allowed to say things that you just couldn't even you couldn't even think them back in the day before the secret service was hunting you down you know what i mean and now you just seems you can say whatever and we spend all of this time all of this time and wasting is there a lot of wasting going on right now and because you're you're new to this how long have you been serving uh four years so right at four years uh yeah you know, but it's, it's real funny that the, the national press puts on the uh, the radicals, so to speak. They put the far left and the far right. The people that you see on TV are generally the least effective members of Congress. <laughs> if there's something specific going on, like Jim Jordan and those guys like this morning, they're effective because they're doing something, and that's why they're on. These people who are always on, I mean, it's all about sensationalism and selling uh, news time, mm-hmm. and those are... Very uh, and so most of us get along pretty well, and can do many of the things that uh, that get the nation's work done. But you know, quite frankly, our press doesn't want to put you on if you're normal and average and you're getting stuff done. They want to they want to sensationalize stuff and make make things crazy. And I think that's leading to a lot of the violence we have in America today. Yeah, 
I think you're right. And we're seeing a lot of it. Uh, it just misguided youth, it seems. We're seeing that a lot. We've seen a whole lot in the last 8, 10, 12 years, I guess. Maybe maybe back as far. I guess maybe I started paying attention more when my kids were growing up and getting to a certain point where they could be affected. You think about our schools, uh, the harm that's happened there, and you want to protect those institutions. And, uh, you know, when you when you fear that you're you, you gotta, you, that your kid's going to maybe be involved in something uh, that is as serious as these shootings and all that, it just it's a tough deal. Just to, you wake up in the morning, and you got to you got to add a prayer to the chain, you know, you know, take care of my my child. Well, let, let them be able to go to a, a, a school that's uh, safe and and free from the violence. And it, it's difficult, man. Those those are the extra added uh, worries as a parent. And I guess as I like I said, as I as I grew a little older and I saw them growing up, I wanted them to be able to to continue to grow up and have families and all that. And uh, we're just dealing with it right now. And, and I'm hoping that I'm hoping that we can figure out how to how to stop this. You, let's talk about policy. All right, I'm not the best at this, so take me through sort of. Are you working on anything in particular right now that's driving you mad that you know is a good thing, uh, not just for your people, for Mississippi in general, and for the country? Well, I mean, right now we're doing the National Defense Authorization Act, and I'm one of the conferees for that. So we'll take that. That's normal. I do that every year. Uh, not always a conferee, but uh, probably will be from now on, I hope. But, uh, but uh, that you know, that takes care of our nation's defense. But the, I, I guess the most important thing to me I'm working on right now is I'm working on a Gold Star Family Bill. It gives a fellowship, so a paid fellowship for a year for a, uh, a service member who's killed downrange. Uh, their family, their spouse and children are allowed to uh, work in a congressional office to learn how to affect politics. Wow. You know, because what you want to do is you want to empower and educate people who have need. And so we want those spouses and kids who gave us uh, their loved one downrange, we want them to be able to impact politics 20 years from now and 10 years from now and to know how to impact politics by working in a congressional office. Whether you're a Democrat or Republican, it doesn't matter. We want you working in an office, learning how to influence politics uh, to, to make policies that work. Is this policies for time spent over there, uh, like a year at a time, maybe it shouldn't be. Is it policy of what happens to the family afterwards? How can you help move forward? I mean, can you give me some examples? Well, you know, we're trying to get it brought to the floor right now, and we keep getting told, so hopefully it'll come forward in the next week. But no, that's exactly, is, is how do we treat families when they come back? What benefits are they not? You know, do they get to still use the PX when they lose? Huh? What rights and benefits after the loved one's gone? You know, does the Army or Navy or Marine Corps, do they still take care of that family? Do they still take care of that spouse? Uh, and it's also to make sure that, uh, that, that we're sending the right equipment. So it just teaches them how to, you know, they get to choose what their passion is and what policy is important to them. Right. But they work in a congressional office, to, uh, and, and they get to learn how to influence that, that, that process. Love it. So you're so close to that. That makes total sense. I mean, you, you've seen it. You, you know uh the victories and you know the spoils you know the def- you know just the you've seen it all so i know that's close to your heart we're talking to congressman and general trent kelly and that is cool to hear now i've recently interviewed and have not aired yet uh major dan rooney i've done his charity event i've gone in uh to tulsa do the patriot cup uh last two out of three years when i can do it gotten to really know him he's a wonderful man and you know these are foundations that are built to help 
the families continue to move forward. And the only hiccup, obviously, is a big hiccup that that someone in the family is not coming home. And then you've got to deal with the financial part, keeping kids in school or, or not disrupting what their goals and dreams are. And I'm telling you right now, man, this is an unbelievable organization. Have you gotten to know Major Dan Rooney? I have. And, uh, you know, I, anything that helps those who uh, have given us their loved one, you know, you can't, you can't ever make them whole again, but you can at least make life better and, right. uh, and help them to make life better for those who follow who who make the same sacrifice that these uh, spouses and children have made. Well, when they get up and they speak and the family's there and they say they, they become doctors and uh, are they still able to stay in school uh, or college and they're still able to advance and stay with stay on the plan that they, had, you know, that they had all worked toward or they, they were working toward and it's a cool thing to see that this allows it. I mean, it's uh, it's an amazing thing. I told Major Dan, I said, look, man, I'm going to, as long as you invite me, I'm going to try to make sure, even though it's Memorial Day and you want to be home cooking ribs with your family, you know, <laughs> that's just one event that I feel like that it's just too important and it's a little things that we could do to just to be there to support such a great cause. I am with the man, Trent Kelly, who represents us in every way and serves us. We're going to be right back here in the Mississippi Minute. What should have been, what ought to be, you're here with me, that's all I need, yeah. I got this love thing now, I'm still trying to all the way back in 1989, my wife and I newly married, and I was working on making my mark on the music business. We wanted to build a house. There was only one bank that helped us do that. And while we were trying to find our way around, our friends at Guarantee Bank started on the journey with us and have been there ever since. They were always my connection back home when we lived in Music City. They believed in me. So when you need a financial institution to believe in you, give my family at Guarantee Bank a chance. With humble beginnings all the way back to 1943, Guarantee Bank has grown from offering basic banking services and products to serving customers with a comprehensive, complete line of expertise and products, only expected at much larger institutions. They are proud to be your local big-time bank. Please visit one of their 17 locations and tell them Steve Azar sent you. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Steve Azar. I am with the general, congressman, a really good guy, Trent Kelly. Trent, what's on the agenda this week? Ooh, well, uh, you know, I'll, I'll do calling shows like this, Steve, which is so important uh, for people to kind of get to know you a little bit peripherally. I think that's so important. Uh, then, of course, I visited uh, Columbus Brick. I've been uh, 
to, to, to an event in Tishomingo County. I did a coin flip at Northwest Community College, which was a neat deal. I'll catch a plane uh, in Tupelo tomorrow and fly to Nashville and then Nashville to D.C. Uh, we'll, we'll work up there. We'll have a, uh, work, be a conferee on the uh, National Defense Authorization Act. We'll do votes. I uh, have meetings uh, every 15 minutes, uh, pretty basically all day long while I'm in D.C. with constituents who are up uh, meeting. Uh, some of those are just uh, photo ops and meeting photos from home and saying hello, and some of those are in-depth discussions about policy needs, whether that be reform bureau or you know we've uh, right now we're working on getting those pumps working in the delta so that we uh, yeah. don't don't continue to punish our Mississippi farmers. Working on that and you know talk to other politicians, Michael Guest and Benny Thompson and Stephen Palazzo work with those guys. And, I mean that, that's normal. And then I fly home and uh, at least uh, one weekend out of every four I have guard drill, sometimes two, and then cross country on Saturday, and then oh, every yeah. now and then try to make a football. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, we've got a football team. This is the crazy, and it'll probably never happen because it hadn't happened yet. And we, you know, we've had some great football players that's played D one from our little D two high school, like yours, right? We're a little two A school, and we've got two of the top twenty five tailbacks in the country in one backfield. That's what's amazing about Mississippi, Steve. Is uh. Whether you're talking about small town Elvis or Conway Twitty or Timmy Wynette or Steve Azar or Marty Stewart, or you're talking about John Grisham or, or, or William Faulkner or Eudora Welty, I mean, think of all these Mississippians or, or Andy Ogletree, you know, or yeah. Brett Favre, Walter Payton. You go on and on, and Mississippi produces these great, great athletes scholars, uh, musicians, artists. It's amazing uh, that, that all these people come to these small-town, small-town roots. And that's what Mississippi is. I think we've got the brightest people in the world. You know, it, have you ever just thought about it? It's so mysterious. You bring up all of that. It's not like you didn't. Ha- we didn't have the greatest receiver of all time in Jerry Rice. We didn't have sweetness Absolutely. Walter Payton. We, you know, we didn't have Brett Favre, one of the greatest quarterbacks, arguably maybe the greatest ever. I mean, you know, Archie Manning. It, it, then you, then you jump, and, and I'm leaving. You know, Steve McNair. You, you go on and on, but then you jump to music, and the and the form of art. It, it's crazy. It's unexplainable. I mean, it's almost like we were put in these small, like you said, small town. All the best songwriters I know, the Mac McAnally's of the world, they come from these little small towns and with these big minds, and they're able to articulate. And, and I've said this many times to songwriters that I've, that I've had on my show. Small town, man, can develop these amazing creative minds, I think because they've got a stick. And, you know, they, you know they're having to be creative. You know, <laughs> they're, they're in these rural areas where it's just, I mean, their minds have to be so imaginative, and when when they take that and use it, it becomes a a, a worldly thing. I just Mississippi always amazes me. There's no way I ever write a, a a word, a line in a song if it's not from being around it uh, through osmosis, and it just it just took on. So I had no genetic. There was nothing genetic about me. There's nobody in my family did or has ever done what I've done. So. You know, we look back and I think about just being around these great blues artists like Eugene Powell and and just being blessed to be able to be inspired. It changed my entire life. You know, it's just crazy. I mean, do you ever sit there and go, how is it possible? Oh, oh, you do. I mean, think about it. We've got uh, the, the the king country music. You know, Jimmy Rogers down there around Meridian. You've yep. got the king of rock and roll, Elvis Presley. You got BB King and and the blues, which is so Mississippi. I mean, most of the music forms that are. Uh, the people listen to today came right out of Mississippi. 
yeah. that's where the home is. That's where it started. It's amazing. It's insane. Well, I'm going to let you go represent your district and our great state. Uh, can I ask you one, like a uh, maybe a crazy question or something maybe you're keeping to yourself? Do you ever, now that you've gotten your taste in D.C., do you ever feel like maybe you want to, you've got the personality, you've got the charisma, you know, uh, you're a personable guy that cares and that has served on so many levels in your life been serving since you were you know since you were in college so take me uh you gonna tell me maybe that politics may be uh maybe an advancement eventually or are you just rolling with the flow you know i found out that uh one of my wife's bosses told her a long time ago the best job you have is the job you have right now (laughs) and i don't know what god has in store for me but i do know that the best job i have is the job i have right now and uh and and his plans uh will come through whether i want them to or not so i just know i'm gonna keep doing what i'm doing and do it as well as i can and uh and we'll see what opens up in the future i hope that answers that you're a wonderful guy i can't wait to spend more time with you and get to know you congressman trent kelly here in mississippi minutes later on I'm Steve Azar, in a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time. With humble beginnings all the way back to 1943, Guarantee Bank has grown from offering the basic banking services and products to serving customers with a comprehensive, complete line of expertise and products only expected at much larger institutions. We are proud to be your local big-time bank. So when you're looking for a bank you can truly depend on and trust, and like me so many years ago trying to find my way around, let Guarantee Bank, with its 17 convenient locations, help you on your journey and become a wonderful addition to your family like they have mine for over 30 years. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.